Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. In and out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that in our youth used to be able to test the theory of the Olive Garden's definition of unlimited. Mm-hmm. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, our journey into Kaijun takes us over to Thailand as we dive into 2022's The Lake. Mm-hmm. And whether you've swam in a closed body of water or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your egg hole. <laughs> I would like to say you could find us fertilizing out on social media, but that's just awful. Egg nanigans. <laughs> uh, but of course, you can find us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and giant sized Buddhist monk shenanigans. As this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, June 9th. If you find yourself in the Kansas City area, uh, head on over to screenland.com where they will have your. Uh, let's just say Zen shenanigans taken mm-hmm. care of uh, indoors, outdoors, and virtually. I, I, I never know what to expect. Right, and I never know what I'm going to throw out because meanwhile I'm going here. I could. I already said egg nanigans, and then I said I wanted to do something about you know the the giant monk that was promised. Well, you you always have established a precedent of. If you're promised something giant-sized, you, you want to deliver. It. See our advent calendar for Exhibit A. <laughs> well, if you want something that delivers, head over to the Friday Night Fright tab at Screenland.com. Yes! Uh, and actually, the Friday that this episode is releasing, our latest Friday Night mm-hmm. Fright is going to be a first-time watch for both of us. Yeah. And this one's great because it is a... It has piqued my interest. A multicultural gay jallo movie mm-hmm. i it is called knife and heart it came out in 2018 and i it hit the festival circuit like with, with a bomb yeah so i've heard about it it's and i've seen that for me really excited to see this one me too because that is literally something you don't see every day i mean you don't see a lot of modern jolly you don't see a lot of representation in horror films nowadays you do now it's growing growing so Put those two together, I'm really intrigued on what this is all about. Well, it's also set in the late 70s, gay Paris, and literally in terms of the the adult film world. Really? The gay adult film world. So, like, one, okay, so we got representation, mm-hmm. we got jelly, mm-hmm. we got smut, and <laughs> yeah. we got 70s. The beaded curtain is coming out. Check, 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 check. Shit, the the gong might have to come out for this one. That will be on the standby, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So we, we might hope have to have a counter. We hope to see you out for that. Let's. <laughs> we need buckets. <laughs> now, uh, looking forward to our next Friday night fright, and actually staying international as well. Uh, this time, going to our neighbors in the north in Canada. Mm-hmm. So a little exploitation. Yes. Werewolf exploitation. Yes, and a movie that is very Canadian. Clearly. But also just wonderfully aughts. Uh-huh. And features phenomenal performances by not only Catherine Isabel. Mm-hmm. Mimi freaking Rogers Mimi is in Rogers this. Mimi Rogers shows up in it. Yes. As like the, not ditzy, but like the mom that cares but just doesn't get it. I dig it. I dig this movie. It's... It's a, 
it's a really good one. It's been a minute since I've seen it, so I'm really, oh, really? excited to see good. it on the big screen. Wait. I think the last time I saw it was for one of our March Madness. Yes, That was yes. like two years ago, Would I have think. been for the year, two, the year 2000. The year 2000. So also, that, that was the year of shenanigans. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, uh, <laughs> Emily Perkins Emily in this. Perkins yes, is great in She's this. so good. Yeah, She's so withdrawn, mm-hmm. so insular with her sister. All the performances in the story are really good. really good. They're really good. No, hope to see you all out for that. Now, the other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the 9th, and this is a film that I only watched for the first time uh, last year at the Stray Cat Theater, mm-hmm. which means it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Uh, they had the Odorama card that oh, went along yeah. with it, the one and only John Waters, Polyester. Oh, nice. We'll see if Mambaldi wants to go. We'll see if he wants to go to the Jonathan Winters movie. When's the last time you watched that one? Polyester? It's been a minute. That's the one with Tab Hunter, right? It is the one with Tab Hunter. And okay, I, the last time I saw it, it was a back-to-back double feature with that and Lust in the Dust, and it was on TMC. And so it must have been, because I remember pushing... The button on the box. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, God. Really? Yeah. Are you talking like an A-B side, or are we talking... Do you know, the remember the brown box? Oh, I remember that one. flip switch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember okay. flipping that one. Here's the problem with video. We are both getting textual. We are doing things with our hands right now. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck are we talking about? And a but lot of you fogies know exactly what, you know we're, what we're talking, talking about. about. Right? So... Because they're doing it as well. Exactly. And they're like, oh, it's that thing, the brown box. I can see it clear, plain as day. Right? <laughs> That's the last time I saw it. So. You, I would recommend you watching it because it's, of course, his regular players, Mick right. Stowe, Div- Divine is Divine. Right. Divine is great. Edith Massey as Cuddles Kovinsky, her partner in crime that she gets in shenanigans with. <laughs> I wasn't aware of her performance and her presence. And my God, that's what I remember on top of everything else, mm-hmm. on top of the Odorama card that will go out with this viewing at Screenland. Nice, nice. I'm looking forward to that. Now, another one that's an I've seen that for me, and it's more of a recent repertory screening, a uh, flick called Shiva Baby. Mm-mm. Okay. It's got, uh, it stars uh, an actor by the name of, her name is Rachel Sennett. Mm-hmm. She's in the movie Bodies, 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 which I haven't seen yet. I legit loved it. Okay. I was shocked. Okay. I'll give it a shot because I just I was like not feeling foggy-ish, but I'm No, like, no. Rrr. I felt the same way. I anticipated going and go, damn youths. Right. Was engaged. Okay. Ended with a laugh, but her performance in it was one of those that I immediately connected to. Not so this only is not a black exploitation film from the seventies. <laughs> no, no, no. This is no, it's it's basically it's ten little influencers. Uh-huh. No, no, not bodies, bodies, bodies. Shiva, baby. Oh no, not Shiva. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's more. No, it is not that. That's the Pam Greer movie you're thinking. Okay. Of. No, 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 no. Okay, this that's is like, what I'm, th- I'm thinking. We're gonna show another Pam Greer film. Dope. And we're not talking about Pam Greer, right? No, no, no. This is from like 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But needless to say, she plays a podcaster in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Right. <laughs> Fucking podcasters ruin everything. As you we find out, any movie with a podcaster in it, they're either. Dying, or they're the cause of all the death and shenanigans. Yeah, or they just probably need to die. Right. Now, the monthly screening at the Anime Club mm-hmm. is going to be happening on that Monday. Oh, and we were having a discussion about this off mic. And what's funny is my, my usual test with a lot of these is to throw the name out, and eh, seven times out of ten, you usually know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even get this one out. And you're like, oh my god, that movie's amazing. Dude, fucking Pisces Monoki's dope. It's, again, and I've seen that for me. Mm-hmm. Anything Ghibli, dude, fucking don't, don't, anything, go in blind, anything. Mm-hmm. Well, Pokoroku is about a bunch of squirrels, Princess Monoki, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, My Nobutoro, you are good to go, Ponyo, you are good to go, uh, The Cat Returns, you are good to go, I mean, the majority of his, you, a lot of his stuff, he's right. good to go, he's the Japanese Disney for a reason, everything is gorgeous, everything is beautiful, and the story is pretty fucking badass. I think you would really dig it. I think once you see this movie, if you've never seen it, you are going to want to fill your uh, Ghibli gap. That that makes sense. Yeah. And again, there's a level 
I think of intimidation for me with anime mm-hmm. to the point I literally it's user friendly. Yeah. It's it's very it's gateway-ish. It's very gateway-ish to the world of anime and the world of Mizuki and the world of uh, it's it's great. Okay. I, I would assume there will probably be a large, large turnout for that. Uh, now, that plane on that Saturday outdoors, this is going to be the second weekend. Uh, hope everyone had a good time with the Muppet movie. Uh, we're going then into the 1980s mm-hmm. and early 1980s. <laughs> and I. Let's just say this is another time. Another place. Warning. Oh, man, because I had to do a double take <laughs> when I saw that uh, National Lampoon's Vacation was playing in the back lot because, listen. It's, it's not so much the language, but there's some racy stuff. And I'm talking racy, like, ribaldry, mm-hmm. and racy, like, we're in the bad part of St. Louis, kids, roll them up, which always made me laugh as a kid. Now I'm like, oh, I wonder how that's going to play now. We're going to find out. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we're going to get to Wally World one way or the other. Uh, a journey will be had, so we hope to see you outdoors for that one. Now, of course, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you would like to help Screenland from afar, well, you, that'd be rad if you'd be rad if you if you did. Uh, yeah. Easiest way to do cool if you did. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, easiest way to do that is become a member of their film family uh, by going to Patreon.com/Screenland. But a uh, genius, if we're talking Patreon and film family, hey, bellies. Nice to see you go back to, to to Bronson there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's good to be back. It's, it's good, good to be back. back. You know, if you want something done, do it yourself. You just mentioned talk about an off mic. You went and revisited uh, his version, the OG version of the mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's slick. It's slick. I like Jason Statham's, and I think they are both quite well done. Well, that first ten minutes, it's wordless, it's wordless and violent. But here's the thing. Bronson's pad is the fucking coolest. Next level. Dude, Bronson's pad is so slick. You, his hair mm-hmm. in that film. And plus he's vascular. Just going around shooting people, like making it look like accidents and fucking the, you, the whole care and the time that he takes to set up that uh, gas explosion. Yes, it's, it's fucking it, unreal. It's fantastic. But his pad, I, every time we like go back to his like it's wonderful. Know, Bronson chilling, I'm like, dude. House goals, absolutely. I want a waterfall. I want all that shit he's it's, got. It's ambiance, so he yeah. can yeah. calculate and yeah. contemplate. It's beautiful, Brunson. It's not even a conversation it's pit. It's Broyhill, Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, needless to say, it's good to have Bronson back. He bellies. Uh, but any of our pallies, regardless of the tier they're on, uh, this Friday, in fact, every Friday in the month of Kaijun, I'll be watching a first-time giant monster movie. Mm-hmm. And on this Friday, uh, they're going to hear my thoughts on Attack of the Monsters, a.k.a. Gamera versus Gyron. Hmm. I got a big Gamera gap. Do you? Mm-hmm. He's much like Wu-Tang. He's for the children. <laughs> he is and, a friend of the children. And I think that's what got me. Like, when I was, like, growing up, I'm like, man, even when I was younger, I'm like, Gamera's for kids. I'm going. I'm going with Godzilla because that's for that's for big kids. Big kids demand big monsters. So like, I think that's why I gravitated more towards Godzilla versus Gamera. And I'm not saying that, like I have. A, oh, I am saying I have a Gamera bias because I, I was a more of a Godzilla guy. Listen, if you want to go ahead and start, this is a great way to go into it because it was my first Gamera. Mm-hmm. And not only did it introduce his uh, opposite, the guy he basically battles is a oh, giant. Oh yeah, the big shark dude. The yes, big shark. no, no, the I've katana. seen some stuff, but like, yeah, but there's there is a plot point where these little kids hotwire this alien ship and they fly away to this planet. The aliens kidnap them, and their goal is to eat their brains. And they go as far to put them in this like brain eating accessory. They shave the kid's head, and they're about to saw into them. And I'm like, I know this is kid-friendly, but this is also technically international, so I don't know. They do things different in Japan. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Check it out. Check out. It is highly worth it. So, of course, all of our film family members can hear my thoughts on that. Uh, Any, any of the tears. Send more Japanese children. (laughs) (laughs) So for access to that and so much more... Head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Uh, actually, I will say every Friday, new giant monster movie. And if we happen 
to talk a Godzilla movie this month because, hey, why wouldn't we? Uh-huh. I promise I will be going into the Showa, uh-huh. Heisei, uh-huh. and Millennium Area. Sweet. Have you got your Godzillas picked out? Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, yeah. No, I carefully, carefully cor- uh Cultivated and curated, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Fun, isn't it? This is one of, you have a lot of great ideas, my friend, but this I think has been one of the best additions to our show, in quite some time. And I'm talking just because the fact that practically every movie we talk about is a first time viewing for me, and it's a good refresher for me, and kind of like harkens back to my youth. And th- I mentioned it not too long ago. I am kind of jealous of you, of uh, Oren, of our friend Bert. You know, all of you that grew up with these giant monsters as your friends. Smashy, smashy. Yeah. And to the point where, like, again, told you off my and on my Godzilla bubblegum, dude. Every time, <laughs> every time I see like a mi- every time I see a. a Miniature Lego Village, uh, Gingerbread Village, mm-hmm. any small town of anything, I always fight the urge. But in my head, dun, 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 bum, 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 right? In the bathtub, pulling the Francis is not here. <laughs> I mean, just Godzilla movies were, were, were the jam when I was seven and eight and nine. I mean, like, Woo! Right, going random because they were G. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could rent them from the library. I could rent them from Blockbuster. No big deal. We always talk about doing a month of Gateway Horror. Mm-hmm. We're kind of doing, doing it in it so many ways. Yeah. This was the secret backdoor genre into horror for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's monsters. It's as you said. Even the ones for children, they got. Aliens eating people's brains. You know, they got <laughs> monsters from the depths. Cthulhu-sized monsters. Uh, twin pixies calling up uh, flying bugs. All sorts of good shit. As I've grown now to notice kind of the the tropes and almost like the way the narratives flow in a lot of these films, <laughs> be it the cat chaos in the background. <laughs> but it's always like if you can find a nice combination, because again, smashy, smashy, that's Universal. of course, mm-hmm. of course, but it's the people parts mm-hmm. that can That'd really make, make or break. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, looking sometimes the words get gone in your throat. The words get gone in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stuff in that now forever in the lexicon. Thank you, Kai June. <laughs> buck, buck, smash, smash. <laughs> well. You mentioned growing up, you had access to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, kaiju movies, for the most part, are an import. It's something that yeah. we're bringing in. Uh-huh. It's not something that we're putting out. No. Granted, there King Kong was American back in the day, through and yeah. through. And then you could also count the old uh, shout out to Rest in Power, Bird Eye Gordon, who recently passed. I saw uh, making all those old monster movies and things like that. I mean, and now now those movies are uh, MST3K, Mystery Science Theater fodder. But at the time, they were like they were proper horror to people. And it goes goes back to intent. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of them were and put ex- out to make and money execution and the, yes, at times. Yeah. But at the same time, yes, and the intent is there. You but know? probably the biggest import we get though is primarily from Japan. Absolutely. So. It's nice then when the imports are coming in, mm-hmm. but they're coming from outside. And you're starting to see then the variety of like cultural influences yeah. with a giant monster. Because every culture is going to throw their own issues, their own, because Godzilla is a direct response to the nuclear fallout and mm-hmm. the nuclear war. And then moving forward, he's fighting smog monsters against pollution and he's fighting against like corrupt governments and shit and so while some countries might not have uh smog monsters and nuclear problems they still are going to have all these other different issues that they can put a giant kaiju face on it uh-huh. and it's good to see what flavors that country then has to offer with that kaiju spin as in okay what hurdles are the, they sh- representing in the country that the monster's trying to smash, and what exactly is that monster representing? 
so representation rep- representing and so um it's always good to see those international flavors and one good thing about kaiju one thing i wasn't expecting out of kaiju you talked about how cool it is yeah i wasn't expecting how international we get to go this month oh especially included and when we're putting everything together mm-hmm. again when we program it's largely your show i say hey what are we seeing yeah what 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 sites do you <laughs> have to show me <laughs> what do we want to see because i already got another sky june i just got to make sure i got to knock them off the ones you've done on the i've seen that challenge well and we we purposely went international uh-huh. with a majority of these so i am actually curious do you have any particular other international films that might end up yes screening like next year's kaiju and i want to show gorgo you've been from the get-go mm-hmm. you've been all about gorgo mm-hmm. that's the british one it's the british kaiju movie smashing parliament in piccadilly square i say pip pip cheerio let's see if we can get that scoundrel off of her majesty's buckingham palace shoo 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 Question. No. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm hyping it up, but I'm not hyping it up that much, dude. I would that, demand it to be a Friday Night Frights if it was if there was Benny Hill shenanigans. That's just I was about to say. This is probably one I should probably watch with you then. It's fun. To enhance it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's thankfully the baggage I bring at this point is a lot of reverence for these films, looking at, you know, the intent with a lot of them, especially in the times that they were shot. But as you mentioned, it's a worldwide thing, and the only thing that limits you is you know, your budget, your mm-hmm. imagination, your, your access right. to material. But we're also now in a day and age where a click of a mouse can produce magic. It's unreal, and I think that's why we're probably starting to see more mm-hmm. current kaiju movies coming out of other countries, mm-hmm. why we have two, technically three that are all current contemporary. Well, no, no, the last one is more general. Okay. Mm-hmm. But two, at least, that are very much on the outskirts. Right, absolutely. Ones for you wouldn't expect. Because when you say kaiju, of course, like squidly diddly, you think of Japan. Go, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to see how it's done right, go to the source. When right. we eventually lose contact with you, I know at least where to start looking. Right? Somewhere in Japan. <laughs> I'm looking for a bar called the Dreams of the Fisherman's Wife. <laughs> um, so, so, um, <laughs> I gotta stop. I hate me and my giggle on my own joke. Um, no, I, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Let's just say. Oh, the kaiju. No, go go do it right. But at the same time, it's. I was not expecting um, later on a. Sweet, a European kaiju Dutch swing. I wasn't expecting, Ty- as we're going to talk now, Taiwanese yep. kaiju. That's cool. What was really cool was when we were looking into like Thailand horror and Thailand genre. It's a relatively new wave. So much so, new wave. It kind of like with the French New Extremity. It has a a um, a title, and it is the Thai New Wave. Mm-hmm. It started. They say back in 1999 with a movie called Nong Nok, all the way, I think the one that we heard most about, because we actually did a little YouTube deep dive, yeah, at least to get a flavor. Because believe it or not, we do do research on this show. But especially something that I was largely ignorant of. Me too, because uh, we're, is... we're just now getting familiar with uh, Indonesian yep. horror and action, which is fucking, woo, yes. Brutal. Um, I'm just now getting introduced more so to Italian horror, so mm-hmm. there's still a lot of stuff out there. That's the, the best part of this show, is we will never mm-hmm. run out of movies to talk about, right? genres to explore, right? and that's, and continuing to stuff that's, you know, back in the day to current. Mm-hmm. It keep, people keep churning them out, because I think we've learned at this almost 100 years in, people love... Smashy, smashy, Universal giant monsters, monsters. No matter, yeah, no matter what your country of origin. Exactly, exactly. So, looking at Thailand horror, uh, Shutter in two thousand four was kind of the high point, mm-hmm. I think, with a lot of them. But looking at kind of some commonality, there's a lot of common threads in Taiwanese horror and cinema, whether it be like action or all that stuff. And 
a lot of it dealt with it was some ghostly aspects. Very supernatural horror and a lot of family. A lot stuff. of family. A lot of family drama. A lot of family things. Although I will shout out, I didn't write down the name of it, but there was a movie that really intrigued both of us. Where for Ibiot, the one where it was set in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the an- oh, and was, then there's the anthology. The, as well. That was coming soon. Was the theater one? Okay, that's that what was it was called. Uh, For Abiat was the anthology one. Um, there was another one that looked fucking good. There were multiple ones where we were both going, "Oh shit, oh, that looks really that. good." Yeah, check that one out. That one looks scary. But nine, uh, now three out of four of those movies all were supernatural specters, mm-hmm. and um. All about families. I very A twenty four. It's very very character based. It mm-hmm. seemed, mm-hmm. which is appropriate. And given the reverence to ancestors, given the reverence to the religion in terms of Buddhism, right. mm-hmm. and which makes, it makes sense. sense. Yes, it makes sense. So I went in kind of anticipating and looking for those kind of aspects, but with a giant, a giant monster, monster movie. movie. Yeah. So. It should be noted, we're both coming off fresh of a viewing mm-hmm. of Fast X. It's about family. And that was my very first Fast and Furious film. Yeah. A little confused for the most part, but I had a good time with it. But to answer your question, uh, yes, he was wearing wife beaters and... Uh, no sleeves as his wedding. And wearing like, like beach, beach pants, and she was wearing like, yeah. I just, I've never seen the man in sleeves. It's like Mac no. from It's Always Sunny was right? inspired by Dom Toretto. <laughs> you want to see me do some karate? <laughs> but we had watched the lake. And I should say this. With the lake, I was aware of its presence mm-hmm. via social media, specifically via Twitter, mm-hmm. via a still from the trailer, which looked like a giant monster that was practical, dark, and wet, and threatening a kid. Yeah, see, I saw like a 30-second YouTube trailer because it just came on in between like, the stories, right, okay. right? And it's like, Shutter Presents, and like, we're coming soon, yep. right? And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll see. Because whenever a new trailer like that pops up, normally, normally I'll hit skip. skip. Like if it's like, oh, learn about eczema or some shit like that, <laughs> right? Like, I don't fucking care. Skip, right? Or like, has you or your loved one been hurt by mesothelioma? Or skip, right? So, but this one, I'm like, oh, Shutter, let's see what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you said, Boom, boom, big bumbles, raw, and the lightning hits. I'm like, whoa, is that a giant monster? And then, like, a little kid, and I'm like, oh, is this Stephen King proved giant monster yeah. movie? I'm, I'm down. Show me the, show me where to sign up. I love giant monster movies, right? And so, yeah, I was like, let's watch it. And yeah, <laughs> well, I had held off on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Actually, watched it here with yeah. you. I didn't watch the trailer either. Ah, I just watched so that, that was thirty your... second, just that because all the show was like the big monster. The, what you want to wet the appetite exactly to pull you in. Speaking of wet, yeah, it was rainy <sighs> and wet. It played to it. At least we saw it was real, mm-hmm. bouncing off real stuff. But no, we watched the trailer in here again. I was like, and that's when it hit me, and I didn't under- realize that it was from Thailand, mm-hmm. that it was international, and I think that's why I was like when we we're like. Let's pencil it in for Kaijun. It's a first-time watch for both of us. International giant monster movie. Let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. And if I were to nerd knowledge trailers for this, Mm -hmm. I would go with Jurassic Park, Mm -hmm. Alligator, Mm -hmm. and The Host. Mm -hmm. Because there were specific, not only kind of plot points throughout the movie... Mm-hmm. Certain scenes, certain elements that just drew from so many of them. Not mad at it, you know. Call it, call it an homage, call it influence. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. You're making a giant monster movie. You're going to do certain things, but there was something from the get-go that I think didn't take either of us out of the film per se, but set us off. Off on a, a bad, skew. yeah, something like this ain't right. Something's wrong. And it, I will say, I will always try to seek out a foreign film mm-hmm. in its original language. Oh yeah, and just use subtitles. Uh huh. I'm not afraid of subtitles. No, no, I embrace them because I want to hear the language mm-hmm. as it's meant to be heard and its intent. 
because there is, is in fluctuations. Delivery the, absolutely makes a difference. Absolutely, and we will discuss one of the main characters I had major beef with. Ooh. <laughs> well, let's start with the importance well, the of a good first thing. The first. Yeah. What, what's the? F- so my first fucking note. I'm like, this dub is goofy. This is a goofy dub, so, and. We, be warned if you we got this on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. There might be other ways to seek it out and listen to it, but I'm, we yeah. could not adjust it because we immediately kind of paused it because we both looked at each other based on the initial line delivery. Oh, it's a monster! There's a monster in the field. I'm like, is this Don Knotts? It this better not be fucking Don Knotts. It felt akin to something you, I would assume, probably would have assu- seen back on Channel 62 back in the mm-hmm. day. With some of the sillier Godzilla dubs that existed, not even that bad because yeah. at least it was more serious. It was just off. It was definitely off, and I'm not, I'm not sure if we had been able to see it in its original language, if it would affected our overall viewing experience. But that is to say, just let it be known. Off the gate, we're like thirty seconds in. We're like. Wait. And because the kaiju action starts right off the gate, you there, there's no there's no question about if this is a giant monster. No, it's a giant it's, monster, and it is right there crawling out of the lake mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, here I am and to terrorize." Let's oh, go. there's a monster in the lake, and we're like, "Okay, hold on." I haven't said, "Wait a minute," and I, I if I try not to stop a movie once we get started, unless we really need to, or mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll be right mm-hmm. back. I'm like, we hey, ha- I we need to find a different that we need to find one. This one's gonna bother me. And then when we couldn't, we we're like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna have to look at it as the lens of those goofy dub. But this one was a different type of goofy. But I'm glad it was just those characters. However, that issue with the bad dub, first and foremost, right out the gate, the dubbing was bad in this movie throughout all the characters, especially two or three of them. And it made no sense for a lot of the dubbing on some of the other ones. And mm-hmm. it was just bad choices. Very bad choices. And I'm afraid that it will turn some people off because it sets such a goofy tone. And it's not a goofy movie. No. It takes itself way too seriously to be a goofy, oh, no, there's a monster. And I have to assume they probably have a, not a lot of control over that, possibly. But right. at the same time, man. But, God damn, somebody called quality control, it though. Was, it was tough. It was it goofy was, tough. And I love goofy. It, well, and I think it... Based on that, we were able to kind of soak it in. Okay, this is the journey we're going to take then. Let's go then. I already bought the ticket. I kind of had those like where I had one eye open thinking, okay, I know know what I'm hearing is goofy. What if it sounded a little bit more somber, Mm -hmm. a little bit serious? Right. Because, as we said, it is very character-based. Very character-based. Which makes sense given the familial themes that we see in both the people and the monsters. Right. But at the same time, a lot of it was very shoehorned in. There was familial <laughs> themes that was in place that had no right being in place. W- would, would you be talking of one inspector and his daughter? Yes. Well, we should probably say, let's try and like, I'm, uh, if you haven't seen it because it is brand new, I don't want to spoil it. But at the same time, we have to talk about it without with spoiling it. That, that, no, yeah, listen, from here on out, stomp, stomp, there better be spoilers. Right. Oh, spoilers coming. Spoiler warning. Ooh, There's on the distance. Yep. Evacuate the city. There's spoilers. Size spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Here come spoilers. Spoiler warning. So they shoehorned all this family drama in. We already have this tough, gritty cop. And first of all, we have character upon character upon character upon character upon character. There's like 10 main characters in this movie. And a lot that, of people to keep track of. Right. And then right when you think, okay, so we already have this character of the grizzled cop who's already run going maverick on his own because it's about family. Right, and he's partnered with this goofy uh, sidekick who's apparently close to retirement or goofy. A good number two to have. Silly, right? Yep. He's and all of a sudden, okay, so we got the grizzled cop and his goofy partner. All of a sudden, we're shoehorned in his bad girl daughter, who's only acting out because we find out the death of their son. Or, I mean, the death of her her brother, his other son. 
And I'm like, what is this coming from? And then all of a sudden, in this middle of this movie that already feels a little bit too long, we get this like 10 minute melodramatic scene of them like, why are you acting out? You know, oh, it's because of this. And don't you know that I love you? And I know, but I'm trying and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where is this going? And all the while, there's chaos afoot. Crazy chaos. There's chaos afoot. And we take 10 minutes out of this chaos. To do this family drama shit. What did we just... Oh, Willow Creek. Uh-huh. When the couple in the tent were having that awkward moment and we realized the Sasquatch didn't want to attack because he felt awkward. Mm-hmm. Same thing probably at this right. point. Here comes Our this giant monster. monster. Oh, you're going through hey. some family stuff. Uh, I'm going to go uh, smash you, smash you over there and uh, you guys just uh, hash it out yourselves. <laughs> Um, hey, I got to kid myself. I, I understand. understand. I'm a family man myself. That's the whole reason why I'm here. <laughs> Carry on. Well, as we mentioned. It's like Homer backs away into a big giant bush. The, the people make or break your giant monster movie. And there's too many people. A lot of people. We have... We have your kind of standard couple with a kid. Uh-huh. Which, let's just say this. We gave this movie a little bit of initial cred because we were like, first of all, it's Stephen King adjacently it improved. It's off screen. It's off screen, and that. So here's the thing. <laughs> I how, how can I say it's frosted shredded mini beef? Because <laughs> there's with the with, with good stuff that I'm about to say. There's always like. But here's the thing about it. And on the flip, there's always bad things. I'm like, look, this is bad. But so on the Stephen King violence, okay, kids get the fucking just stomped, eviscerated, mauled to death. Yep. But and so and and, and I yep. like and the, the kid but in me yay. loves that, right? But the adult in me is pissed off because we didn't see none of it. It's all off screen. Yep. It's all implied. And even the aftermath that we see is blurred and in the background. Under and kind a sheet. Of under a sheet. Or there's just splatter. I mean, um, the monster, there's two monsters in there. There's like a human-sized one, bigger than human, maybe mm-hmm. about nine foot, and then a giant one. Now, they, and I'll talk about, again, my frosty tried to meet with the monster, but they fuck up a playground. They fuck up a playground. A yes, park. They, do. they fuck up a busy park playground. And we don't see none of the chaos. <laughs> not a one. I wanted to see, I'm not saying I wanted to see all the kids get got. But they got got. Maybe but maybe a couple kids get got. Maybe some families get got. They're having a picnic. Like, oh, what a lovely day. For my Radio Media Rewind listeners. Hey, what a lovely day here in the park. I wonder what's going to happen up here. I won't let me look up. Oh, no. Right. Godzilla smashing people and, and shit. And it could be a cutaway right before it happens, right? You anything. Know? Anything. Just so we can at least. And then just cut it and you see like one of the adult monsters. Like he's got his face in a baby carriage and he's just shaking the shit out of it, right? And then it comes back to well, the thing. We could have had that. We didn't even have to see it's implied. But they don't even show that. We don't even. We didn't see the aftermath. I think maybe it's because. What? Now that is higher. Dun 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 dun. Genius smash. Uh, Genius McGee. Boop, 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 boop. And I'll talk about that beef with him in a minute. I think it goes back to we talked about reverence of family, and there are certain things that possibly you shouldn't show that maybe you want to. And hey, the power of imagination is wonderful. You know, it goes a long way, but. I also will agree. I wanted more because of what I saw. Right. I really liked. It was cool. And that's the thing. Now, here comes the other Frosted Shetty me- yeah. Mini Wee. The monster attack that we did see, like when he's fucking up the farm village, yes. the smaller monster, yeah. that was cool, right? The monster design was cool. The guy in the suit for the small dude, and I'll talk about the practical for the big guy, but mm-hmm. the small the, the the suit design and the suit acting and the movement for the smaller one was extremely neat. Mm-hmm. It was very streamlined but had very bio had fins, had tail that yes. had prehensile tail that could fuck up people too. Very hostian. Um the, it had like 
turkey wobblers, like Cthulhu-esque, but not quite squidly diddly. Mm -hmm. It had very Gilman-esque features. It was features. overlapping. A the Venn diagram had a lot of overlap with certain things. And it looked armored, and it yeah. looked sweet. And he just and when he was human form, and again, practical, mm -hmm. I might add, it looked cool, but... But mm -hmm. the adult in me is pissed off because you don't see the motherfucker. The editing they do in this, this movie. Jason Bourne, uh. shaky cam, quick cuts, very circa early 2000s that doesn't fit. And I understand if they're trying to hide yeah. the seams and the flaws of the monster. Understood. But we've already seen the monster. Yeah. We've already seen how cool he is. And we've seen him in action. And I'd like to think that there is a little bit of forgiveness with an audience to right. at least give us, to at least give appreciation to the work that went behind the craft and care. Cool. And the terror inspired by everyone involved was kind of wonderful. And it's that kind of stuff, that kind of carnage right? that I definitely desire in my kaiju movie. Because the scene where the first of all they're trying to find where the little girl goes and it's implied that the girl got got. Which again, was we immediate. Don't we were see like, it. we're like, oh shit. Because she's going to look, look, I found an egg. Do, 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 do. Right? And then next thing we know, we see a floating shoe. And we're like, oh shit, that girl got got. Right? I wonder if we're going to go see more. Right? Turns out she didn't get got, but a bunch of other kids did, and we didn't fucking see it. But anyway, so the brother who another character were introduced, mm -hmm. right? Another mm -hmm. set, a brother and a sister who run the farm with the little girl. They're like, oh, let's go find where the little girl May went with the egg. That's when they besieged by the monster. The scene where he's running out of the water from running away from the monster and the monster's just right on his tail fucking about to catch him. Very war of the gargantuans. I was just going to say, that's two weeks in a row now. Very war of the gargantuans. You will never fight genius no, fuck in all any that. kind of body First of all, I wouldn't be on a farm. Second of all, I wouldn't be a lake on a farm. Fuck all that noise. Doot, doot. But like, um, <clears throat> um, no, when he's like right after, I was like, oh shit. Then he gets bit and gets monster shin. And we went through at least a couple of reviews through the YouTubes to see if anyone made that connection or reference at least. Very disappointing. And I don't know if it's necessarily because that's the kind of stuff we automatically attribute to via The Simpsons mm -hmm. or the actual Shin in itself. Right. But there's a Shin going on there's there. There's a with Shin. A there's a monster Shin. Multiple monster Shins. Across the board. And also the influence of the black veins. The practical with the combination of the CG. Because there is a lot of CG in here. And it's good looking CG. I thought it blended well. I thought it blended well. And 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 it looked great. And especially the big monster. The big monster, oh. practical effect, big monster looked so fucking cool. And I wanted, like you said, more of it. Again, Frosted Shredded Mini Wheats. I wanted more. Well, there's a moment in the movie that very much pulls from that scene in Jurassic Park with the T-Rex. A hundred percent. From the And rain throughout the movie, and maybe that is a cultural climate, climate thing over in Thailand with the rain. It had to have been monsoon season. Because fucking... Well, they mentioned... They were trying to hide some of the destruction initially on the storms. Uh-huh. To actually trying to blame Mother Nature on that. Mm, well, yeah. technically. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> but I but the what I love with the rain though is it does give the practical the rain something to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. The something for the the red light in yeah. that scene. A very Italian monster in this case. But there's a fine line between loving homage and blatant thievery. <laughs> and this this is not a well, hundred. I don't think there's malintent, but this is Hamburglar, because <laughs> he did he done stole the hamburgers from Jurassic Park. But I don't think there was actual malintent. No, I don't think he. No. I don't think it's Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Dinosaur. I think it's more um, Dino Burglar, Rubble mm -hmm. Rubble. I think the intent is good. Mm -hmm. I know the intent is good, but at the same time, I mean, woo! shot for shot, fucking so much scene that we have, we have. Scene. The, the vibrations, we the even water. have the flares, mm -hmm. and then it turns into Jurassic Park Two, where they're being chased by the big monster, and again, they're running. Oh no, the big monster's coming for the egg, right? And meanwhile, we have um, fish fries tonight going on because the monster. <laughs> they finally <laughs> capture the monster <laughs> who terrorized the uh, playground that we never fucking saw. Is 
gets captured, and the military. Well, before we go into the thing, let's go back to the dubbing. Okay. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. The king (laughs) of the uh, the military dude, I guess, or was he a cop? I assume he's a cop because the captain of the the police force. Yeah, the the only lawman in town who was the fuzz. The fuzz. His monotone. Almost monosyllabic, very weird. It had the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable a lot of times where he was like, Yeah, yeah. We need to form a mob and destroy the monster. Let us go. Don't you understand this is important? Right? And it's like, Really? And meanwhile, he's ranting and raving like a military dude would. And I'm assuming in the natural language, in the native tongue, it it's sounds more effective. visceral and biting. Yes. Right? Okay, so that's he's another main character. And then another main character that I had a beef with was apparently she's a model slash scientist mm-hmm. who has who's come from, I guess, Japan somewhere, or yeah, somewhere outsider. else. Somewhere yes. else. Come to the small village for, I guess, doing a report on corn journalism. Some journalism, yes. shit. Yes, we didn't never really fully explain. Yeah. And her handler, they're caught up in this mix too, and the- it's never really explained. And it threw me for a loop. I turned to you like, did I miss something? Because there's this scene where she goes up to like one of the farm villages that uh, one of the farmers that saw everything. What happened? You have to tell me what happened. I need to know what was going on here. She wants to know what's happening. What happened? Can you tell us what happened here? And I'm like, she just fucking said that! Right? So, like... (laughs) And there's some obvious reasons why I got an alligator theme to this, but also any times of the repetition from someone there. You got to cook it right, right? (laughs) She, I need to know where it's at. She wants to know where it's at. What? Although, our inspector in this film, since he's in a lot of rain... His hair does hold up pretty well. Yeah, it does. He's not sensitive about his hair. What doesn't hold up is his family. Because, like, Ooh. meanwhile, what's going on is all this chaos is afoot. Madness is going down. Afoot? Because uh, she Cause technically... she gets stomped on because she's the one that pulls the Jurassic Park. Because she just pulls out, oh, I'm safe. And the monster's right there. Rawr. And just stomps on her. And, like... And I actually, uh, to be honest, I didn't anticipate her demise. I assumed his partner... Any other of the folks around there. They're like, oh, that big fucker doesn't know where to go, right? He is the only, like, lines of comedy. So I can't remember. You'll have to inform me. Did I giggle when she got got? Did I laugh, or was I more like... It was... (laughs) Yeah, it was more subtle, like... "Ah, Good. Good. (laughs) Taking my away from my... Good. Because the movie already felt kind of long. Yeah. And the last thing in need when it already felt long was a 10-minute family interval out of... Fucking nowhere. Well, you know what it gave us? Again, a cultural thing, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Coffee and bags. Okay, so it wasn't just coffee and bags, but it's pop. But you were amazed, oh, yeah, pop tea. You were amazed by this, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, oh, no, they do it all over the place. So maybe about 20 years ago, I was in Mexico. And I was on a little island. And I was like, hey, can I get two Sprites to go? Okay, one for me and one for mom, because we were on a vacation with a bunch of people. And the guy's like, okay. So he goes in, he gets the, uh, pops the two sprites, the bottle, and I'm expecting the two bottles. Then he gets a bag, pours it in the bag, puts a straw in the bag, and like puts a little rubber band on it. Does the other one, puts the other one, rubber band on. There you go, right? And I'm like, what's this, right? And I was like, on the like, oh, because two reasons: one, we get money back if we return the bottles, and two, this isn't like a little island; mm-hmm. they're a coastal town, and they're like two. It prevents people throwing bottles and causing waste, waste in the thing. That's smart. That's and smart. And then I'm like, but wouldn't you have waste for plastic bags and straws and everything else now? And he's like, take your show, doesn't go. We we have a receptacle for that. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. A trash can. I dug it. I dug it. It was neat. It was neat. But yeah, it, no, it's been it, around for it a was, while. It makes sense. It, well, it makes was, sense. It was enough that it was one of my notes. I was like, yeah, that's pretty rad. I yeah. appreciate that. No, uh, wait, footprint reveal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here, oh, footprint reveal was rad. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Another thing that kind of like, man, so my list of grievances and cultural differences. Okay. Because Taiwanese is a very Buddhist nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
And there was a lot, again, they're shoehorning a lot of family stuff in it. Right? They also shoehorn a lot of religious stuff in it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes. And I understand in disaster movies, are always going to have a few scenes of people praying and going to religious leaders and stuff like that. There's, it always happens. But they made a lot of emphasis and a lot of like points to show people going and seeking solace to these two Buddhist monks that were stuck in traffic against the chaos yep. that was going on to the point where like, like even before, like, hey, there's two Buddhist monks here. Hey, check it out. And everyone's like, hey, Buddhist monks, right? And then when they're like, evacuate, they're like, oh, what are we going to do, Buddhist monks? And they're like, well, let's just meditate on it, right? Because that's what monks do. Right. And then finally, later on, here comes the Buddhist monks again. <laughs> so we're in the middle of the scene. We're in the middle of the scene. Mad chaos. It's big, the big fucking monster. And it's yep. a big monster. It fits our criteria. It can it smash a car. Yes. It can it smash it a car. It chose not to. It chose not a pacifist monster again. Well, it actually technically really was. It really was. It didn't want to hurt anybody. It was like, it was look, going I was for just, family. I just want my family back. It's, it's fish fries tonight. Yep. <laughs> but so meanwhile, so <laughs> this big monster's coming down the street. Raw. This Buddhist monk stops oh. and he is mean mugging the shit out of this big ass monster, right? Monsters coming down more the, to the point where, like, he jumps off. I'm expecting two things either one, him to flip back a little bit of his, like, uh, ancestral ga- gown mm-hmm. and just start kicking some major ass, like, very Shaolin Buddhist monk. Certainly. Pop, 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 right? Or, or what I hoped would happen. Like, whoa, Buddhist monk. And then he like pops out, like gathers Mul- his chi and do, 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 just becomes like gigantic, gigantic or like big chi monster comes out of him. And he's over there on the ground oh. controlling the chi monster, right? And just fuck the monster up. But no, monster's like, oh, turns around because something else catches his eye. Oh, because they got the, 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 they kidnap. So the kid that the, 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 the giant monster's offspring or, We'd or mate, just the smaller one, smaller one, who fucked up the playground that we didn't see, by the way, again. Um, he got captured, and they're fucking him up. Meanwhile, the guy with the shin, monster mm-hmm. shin's like, oh, I feel everything. They're pulling a Corkesian brothers, Tomax and Zaymont, Tomax and Zaymont shit's going great. on, where it's like, oh, if they do not prick him, do I not feel it too? Right. And so they're so, and the whole town and that is something on chicken fries tonight. They oh, they were oh my god, my god. Well, I'm not familiar with a lot of kaiju movies. Is that kind of Shinnin relationship? Is that common? No, that's pretty. That's kind of that's kind of unique and new, but weird. The only the only real Shin that we have is as we see in Mickey in Millennia and in the. Henson series? Heisei? Heisei. Henson. <laughs> Someday we'll find it. The Kaiju Connection. Godzilla. Rodan. And me. But, like, it's it's the Henson era now. <laughs> God help us. God help us. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, so, yeah, he's got the shit. Don't, don't. Chicken fries tonight, him because like you know he's gonna kill me too, too, right? And I'm like at this point, somebody in the somebody in the crowd goes, "The needs of the many way out, needs of the few," and just start fucking them up, right? And I was, <laughs> but they don't, no, they, they don't, don't. they don't. It's so, so many. You are God help you. You have been edged throughout so this much. film. You would think they'd want to take a killer of a playground down. Thank God you've been getting into Sting lately, so you've been doing some tantric <laughs> stuff. So this is you're fine doing the build up to this because yeah, every time I can't go to Buddhist monk temple no more because I'm gonna expect giant chi monsters and not get it. I'm gonna break my meditation because I'm just disappointed. Ah, oh, I didn't get Zen today. Damn it! <laughs> and that's not to say that the movie is less for it. No, but it could have been. Could have been better. <laughs> like any movie, would have been better with giant chi monsters. You know what we got? Giant chin danglings. We did get giant chin danglings we from got our like, monster. But they they weren't squiddly diddlyin. They were not squiddly diddlyin. They're in just, fact, the just main blah, 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 blah. wasn't yeah. squiddly diddlyin. And that it was Gilman main. It get, kind of reminded me of that one monster in the first Hellboy that was the smaller kind <laughs> of before. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I thought so too. But also I. I appreciate now the getting into more of these. Not only the practicality, but the fact that it is bipedal mm-hmm. and then can and on all fours. Intimidating. Gives you a reference of scale and size. So mm-hmm. I 
again, I think the intent going in was good. Well, the fact that that's their first and only giant kaiju movie. Out of Taiwan, yeah. A for effort and like fucking A plus for practical yeah, effects. That's just it. That to me says everything. Yeah. That's where your heart is in the right place. I just wish you would have saw more. Wish you would have saw more because it what we I, saw really was did. cool. Yeah, it was super it. cool. It'd be different if what we saw was bullshit. And we're like, all right, well, we know why they're doing fast Jason Bourne quick cuts, and they're it's all in the dark and it's all in the rain because that looks like hot garbage. But we can't say that because no, it looked really neat. Good. The practical effects worked so well, and the CGI worked well as well. Worked well as well. <laughs> well, they melded it nicely together, and I think to me that is the biggest challenge. And I think, unfortunately, it's easy to hate CG mm-hmm. as a crutch or as just the only thing you use. But if you use it as a tool and collaboration, right, it works well together. But again, it's that again. It was so cool, and everything was done so well with so much heart. Why not show it off? Uh, you know what? I would always assume it comes down to budget. Right. Maybe, I don't want to say talent, but we want to see it. Mm-hmm. That was the most frustrating thing. Because it moved. It, I mean, the giant monster, the little monster, they moved, <laughs> they they emoted, they yeah. did neat stuff. I mean, that Look, practical monster was, it looked like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, and it purposefully so, but at the same time, when you can say that, yeah. when you can say that your giant animatronic looked looked pretty damn good, like like oh, yeah. Jurassic Park's T Rex, that's a feather in your cap. Why wouldn't you want to show, show it, off it off more? Certainly. And again, okay, so here's another thing: Are they going to show it off more? Because this movie ended not only abruptly and oddly, but like, is there going to be Lake Two? Like. My notes is just the ending question mark exclamation point because it's just that. I put the revenge, the shin, what? Yeah, no, I don't get it. No, it's and maybe open ended, amb- ambiguous interpretation. But they showed trailers for the next one. <laughs> the cop that lost his daughter and lost everything, him and the partner go off and like try and find the root of this monster to kill it uh, with it with the shin guys. Yeah. Hello, buddy. Uh yeah, it's uh you know what? It's it, like this felt like this was the start of a universe that I don't know if I wanted to do. It's like yeah. it tried to put too much, like, hey, we're gonna make our own monster verse yeah. with our own yeah. monsters. So let's go ahead and plant these seeds now, and people are going to love it, and they're going to get it when we're in a movie five. And I'm like, ugh. God help us if that does start finding its way into low-budget genre. I hope Where not. it just needs to serve to serve Because that its changes own the intent. Yes. That changes the intent, uh, and I that hope. changes the whole, like, between homage and grand sure. theft and chicanery. But also, Onion of the Belt, let's face it, that's what everyone's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Needless to say... I think from my initial viewing as just a still on Twitter. I enjoyed it. To yeah, to this conversation. No, it's one of those that I'm glad I filled it in because right. like we mentioned, it's the so first out there. And it's the first, first. it's yes. the first and only. So like cool. Well also I it would make a cool little double feature with Walking Against the Rain, which is a UK low budget little mini monster movie that I watched at Panic Fest. Is it Kaiju? I can't say anything. I would just say you could watch this as a double feature. Ooh! Hi- highly recommend it. Hi- I do initially the... So the government denial at the end, in terms of wasn't a giant monster, this or that. Uh, storms, monsoon season. They made mention, and again, this hints to a larger possible world of keeping monster hunters out and keeping those monsters safe from things that could come from outside, possibly. Mm-hmm. I almost sound, thought that as altruistic in a way, but then the more I was like, or is that just it's a also cover, sugar? Man, yeah. it's a government cover. We, we don't want to acknowledge the existence of monsters. They, because the government can't explain it. The government didn't do dick. The only people who really did anything were Chicken Fries Tonight, uh, the mob, because they caught the monster, and then they let the monster go because they reunited to the offspring, and all's well and right in the universe. Let monsters live to see the other day. Meanwhile, yeah, sure, everything's all right and good in the universe. Meanwhile, you have a giant monster in the lake, and 
another smaller one that can get on land and has the taste of human flesh, <laughs> and now they have offspring to feed. So nothing is accomplished. Nope. Nothing has got better. In fact, everything is worse. It's probably worse. And now it's a government cover-up because the government did a dick, and they're like, uh, we don't know really what happened because the guy, I am telling you, there was a giant monster. Why don't you believe me? Do you not understand by my cadence that I'm telling you the truth? The monster attacked the village. It killed a playground, for fuck's sake. Question. If I could procure, procure a copy of the lake in its original language... I would give it a shot. Would you give it a shot? I would give it a shot. I'm curious. I would give it a shot, especially if it's like the director's cut, because right. I want to see what, like... <laughs> if there's Ideally, more. if there's more. If there's more than, like, this is... The, the, <laughs> it's almost like... The movie the Taiwanese government didn't want you to see. More gore. And then they show, like, the playground scene. More sex. They show, like, the little one banging the big one or something. Right? Or whatever. And then, like, more violence. Right? And, like, it's crazy as fuck. Or something like that. I guess, yeah, that's... That's... The sure way. I might, might to be, get you in. I might be like setting myself for failure. Yeah. All your questions will be answered. Genius McGee. Like, huh? See, I just want the original language myself. I don't necessarily need all the extra pizzazz. No, but yeah, the, I think the original language is probably absolutely probably put me I in a better it. shape of mood to watch it because like this better not stay goofy throughout because it does. That's the it thing. Really, the tone of the movie does not match the words that are coming out of the mouth. And so that's what throws you off first and foremost. And not seeing the violence when there's so much taboo, gory violence afoot. This was a rough viewing for you just in terms of what you were needing and then what you got. Right. And I mean, I'm, it's like I said, I, I, and it seems like this is the running thing. I'm not just, dis- I'm just disappointed in it. You know, if I don't like a movie, I'm like, man, it could have been great. Well, and we always, you know, talk about being a podcast of positivity, and mm-hmm. we definitely are. And again, we both enjoyed the viewing. Yeah. I highly recommend to check it out, especially if you are a fan of giant monster movies that exist, that are produced and created outside of Japan, right? Outside of the U.S. Because there's a lot of them. A lot. And we're going to be tackling another one next week. Final thoughts, uh, notes there, Genius McGee. Um, A24 kaiju. Taiwanese A24 kaiju. Not bad. Nope. Not the bad. Definitely. Practical Taiwanese A24 kaiju. Swung for the fences. They did really, they really impressive monster. Yeah. Like their effects team should be really proud of themselves. Pissed off that their work wasn't showed off more. Yeah. Yeah. And just beware of the possible dub. Mm-hmm. So until our next giant monster encounter, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Shit. I, we need to go fuck up a playground. Something. Cut that part out.